Welcome to episode 78 of the Strong Style Story Podcast here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I am your host, Selector Jeffrey Wessel. You can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. The blog is at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. With me today for the first time in four months, <laughs> but there's only been two shows in between that time, uh, Chris Damasano. Chris, how have you been, man? It's been a crazy couple of months, I guess is the best uh, way of putting it. I know specifically for last episode, uh, just much appreciated for having someone else fill in for me with the circumstances that were going on with the uh, death that happened to my family at the time. So yeah. just couldn't quite get to that point where I was in a, my, the right place to podcast about g1 previews and the whole nine yards with it but it's good to be back good to be back in comfortable homish territory even though admittedly the last four months of my new japan viewing has been very inconsistent and lethargic at best i will admit that right off the bat but i've been doing my best to play catch up in places here and there and we'll talk about those places in question as we go through the course of the hour or so that we're here yeah, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for the blog, I, I think sometimes I, I, I may be, I, I may not have been paying as much attention as I have, you know, but, you know. And where can they find that blog, Jeff? Uh, Strongstylestory.tumblr.com. Uh, there you go. But, if you yeah. just want your, ba- if you want your healthy dose of New Japan related news, put some stuff here in between sprinkled and uh, depending on what we're looking at, whether it is the main branch the strong branch in the Los Angeles region or freelancer kind of work that new Japan guys are doing. The blog is a good place to go. You get your results as well too, and I not mean, have to worry about star ratings and the like, like every other geeky ass wrestling. I'll tell you what, I mean, place, I, I, which is not, which is not a bad, which is not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. If you're into that, but if you're not, this is a relatively nice, space away from that i mean i yeah i went ahead and you know i i, I we talked so much minoru suzuki the last two months i mean my god you know well i mean let's consider the fact that the guy basically went on and i mean we've known that for years he's a freelancer so he can just up and leave and do whatever the hell he wants to do and new japan can't do anything about it but this particular run uh is something that we already talk with quite a bit of reverence now, but I think as we go five years, ten years, and those sort of increments about it, it's going to be, I think, remembered as one of the best independent, you know, short-lived kind of runs that a guy could have just going from strength to strength in terms of match quality, the variation of opponents as well, too, and just he... It's kind of like one of those stars that goes into a uh, territory in the older days, uh, makes a couple of stars on his stance there, and then just uh, takes off and goes to the next territory after that to rinse and repeat, ideally. I mean, it it was... He left it better than what it was, which is as good of a compliment as I think any of us can pay. I mean, his tour started in Hoffman Estates, for God's sakes. (laughs) I mean, let's, let's be honest here. I mean, it, it, I mean it, so. it just kind of went from there, you know. <laughs> He's, oh my goodness, you know. I, I tell you what, I said this before. I, I, I haven't said this, committed this to tape or anything, but I, I'll tell you what. If this was, if this was the tape trading days, my God, whoever compiled all of Minoru Suzuki's matches in the USA would have had a gold mine in the tape trading market, you know? Oh yeah. It'd be like a one-stop shop and probably a very good amount of money. A good chunk of change would be made out of that. Oh for sure. my goodness. That was, that it was something. And, and you know, and we still have material yet to be shown because he, you know, we have impact matches and, and, and uh, new Japan strong matches to come still. Very true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and there's still a, f- there's actually still like about five matches I have not seen yet. Uh, and mm-hmm. I know some of them are on IWTV, which I need to get on there because I need to catch up on some things on there, including that, uh, 
yeah, I do need it because I definitely need to see that that uh, Suzuki and uh, Dominic Garini match. But also, mm-hmm. there was like you know the there was that whole weekend where like, um, like Calvin Tankman. I want to see that, but I don't know if that even made tape anywhere. Glory Pro. I don't know if they've released that show yet. And then there was the the PWX show against Anthony Henry, where it was like accidentally for free on their website and t- for like a day, and then they re- re- and then they realized it. Mm-hmm. Hit, 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 hit the hit the switch for the paywall. So unfortunate, but yeah, sometimes it happens, and I'm sure it will make it as the week's gone if it hasn't already at this point. So. Just keep your eyes out on it and do your best to keep up with it because definitely the amount of talented guys that Suzuki manages to work during this tour and guys that are newer to the scene overall from like a national-wide perspective as well, that was the awesome part for me out of this, that it wasn't just stick with one or two companies and then just work like most of their roster. Just oh, no. I guys mean- decided to go in a full-fledged like cross country as travel anywhere that the wind would take him. I mean, he was all over the damn. I mean, the the one weekend he he did he did a date in North Carolina bookended by dates in St. Louis and that's not an easy flight, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the Dominic Garini match at that North Dakota in Fargo in, like, fu- in, in fucking in Fargo. Fargo. Well, Dillworth, Minnesota actually. It was like but yes. I, right. Well, let's face it, it's right, Fargo. Right around that border. Yeah, exactly. Right around that border there. So I mean, to show. Good lord. I mean, what a man. What a man. You know, we we, we keep talking about how we're going to retire Shingo, you know, Shingo from the best New Japan wrestler of the year. I don't know about that now. Although, I mean, but I mean, but I mean, we uh, keep it strictly to New Japan, though. So I don't know. I mean, there, yeah, there, there may think, be some special awards being given out this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. There, there is, I think, going to be a very honorable mention to it. But I do think after this year, where we are going to have to name it the Shingo Takagi Wrestler of the Year Award, because as I know, we're a few months out at this point. Not a few months, but I mean, a few weeks out at this point with. G1 having finished, Power Struggles Tour having gone through. I think just to touch base on a couple of quick things G1-wise, just so we get this knocked out and focus on Power Struggle and then everything that's come after that that we know of so far. It wasn't the best of tournaments, but it wasn't the worst of tournaments either. No, just not, not by any stretch. Much. Not by any but stretch. It, it, had, it, had, it had some good matches. It had some standout performers. He's also had some real shitty luck with injuries there as well. Two very notable ones. Oh my that. god! Yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, it started off with Tetsuya Naito and ended with Kota Ibushi, both having catastrophic injuries. And unfortunately for Naito, that was also after a tremendous match that he had with Zack Saber Jr., which was actually one of my tournament favorites as well. Like the two, the two just know how to work each other really well at this point in. There's that whole animosity between them in character in which Naito just antagonizes the shit out of Zack, and Zack falls for it every time. Oh. And it's just a phenomenal dynamic. So I just want to point out real quick, uh, Chris, the uh, the Steelers are already up 7-0. <laughs> oh, boy. So your, work, your actual co-workers are really going to be salty if this keeps up. Great, this happens, Great I, to know. This happens everywhere I live. You know, this happened all the time in Indy, and this is going to happen here in Chicago, too, now. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to talk about the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I'm just going to sum up G1 by saying, um, yeah, I was right. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> I was we, right. We, we predicted an Okada one. Simple as that. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. It, it, yeah the cars you, are lined up. Yeah, you, you did, too, when... You know, in, in our group chats, but yeah, not not on the pod, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, true. I didn't get a ch- yeah, I didn't get a chance to do it on the podcast, unfortunately, but yeah, I thought one hundred percent this was Okada's tournament to lose, given the circumstances and the tenth year anniversary of the Rainmaker coming up this next year. It's just the yep. timing is too perfect at this point, and you know what? Good on you, Japan, because Okada, for all intents and purposes, has been out of the picture overall, like heavyweight title picture for 
a little while now at this point. He has found his programs. He's found a way to still be a relevant marquee player in within the company. But you know what? It's time. It, it's little Kazu's time again. Yeah, and, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, even his let, special little, you know, <laughs> weirdo trophy, you know, he, he, he that he created, he lost, you know. <laughs> because yeah, let's face it, we all knew this was a vehicle to get Toriano something to do for the next five years it, or whatever. Which 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 was fantastic nonetheless, uh, for for it to be done. But let's just talk about Okada for a brief second as well, because between him and Jeff Cobb having their sort of rivalry leading up to the uh to G one, their match at G one itself being pretty fun to watch as well too, and Okada winning out on the group. Uh, unfortunately, as we mentioned, uh, Kota Ibushi getting injured in the grand finals itself of the tournament with that Phoenix splashing, which he landed really badly on his arm, uh, and just very unfortunate. Just I, I, all I, the best wishes in the world to Kota yeah, Ibushi. I, I think his- yeah, I think we should count ourselves lucky that it was only, quote-unquote, only a separated yeah. shoulder. You know? Yeah, 100, 100%, but it's still just... It's rough and it's going to force him to miss time that I am 100% sure Kota Ibushi would not miss if you could just put his shoulder back into place right there on the spot because he is that crazy, folks. Uh, and he is just that sort of determined to soldier on like he tried to do during the match and Red Shoes making the right call, thankfully, and going, no, we just need to like stop yeah, this right it, here. It's true. And, 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 you no can see, and you can see the look on Okada's face, too, when the bell oh, yeah. He was o- like, oh, shit, o- you know? Okada was like, Okada had that sort of very, I won, but at what cost, like, defeated type of expression, which sucks for, because that was supposed to be, like, a big moment for him, getting back into the limelight and being the G1 champion, as we know at this point. And, of course... Now that we're getting into the subject of Okada as the G1 champion, let's get into the fact that not a moment passed by in which canonically he got some sort of stroke again and went, give me my title back. Yeah, I want my, you t- know, I, like, I want you my belt back, you sons of bitches. <laughs> which is glorious. Like I love the idea of if going forward, if you're still going to go with the World Heavyweight title design, and do whatever adjustments you need to do with it as its own belt lineage. Cool. I like the idea of the fourth gen belt being used as a G1 championship rather than the briefcase, to be honest with you. Well, you know, uh, if we could delve into some strong style history here for a second, you, you know that the, you know, one of the progenitors of G1 Climax was, of course, the actual IWGP, the International Wrestling Mm -hmm. Grand Prix. And the, the trophy for winning that was a belt. It was a belt. Which, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is what leads to all the confusion about when people er- erroneously say Hulk Hogan was the first IWGP heavyweight champion. No, he won the first International Wrestling Grand Prix. He was given a belt as the trophy. Yeah. The, 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 the actual title... Is a tournament win? Yes. The, the actual title didn't come about until 1987. Mm-hmm. So that's where, where we born. get yeah. So that's where we get all the that's where all that confusion comes from, and even New Japan fuck it up sometimes. Yeah, it's it, it's an interesting bit of history there for sure. And again, strong style history is there for us in these particular times, which is fantastic. But I do think that going forward, get I think the briefcase had its run and it was nice. But I like the idea of the fourth gen belt being the g1 championship that guys cash in for the uh shot at the heavyweight kind of reminds you of the old uh gift of the gods doesn't it yeah yeah it does <laughs> but Absolute also underground. but also i don't think that this is going to be the end of that either i, I think there's something else going to be coming up with this but yeah, I, I, I don't we'll know when what or how but yeah. um we'll just wait this out accordingly so I do want to point out a few other things about G1 uh, as well, even though I know we're, like, way too late on this. But, you know, um, number one, shout-out to Jeff Cobb, first ever person to win eight consecutive G1 Climax matches. One of of the best people for that to happen to. Good for him. Yeah. we, we talked about sort of at the beginning of this year how we felt like this was him finally figuring things out and 
finding his shot and taking it. And he has been going from strength to strength. It's been him and uh, Great Ocon who been, have been holding down the entire fort for a brand new faction at this point because yeah. everybody else is either fucked off to America or just not, uh, or Australia in Hanare's case, or New elsewhere, Zealand. New Zealand. wherever that might be. Yeah, my apologies. Yes, New Zealand. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, um, you know, th- there was a lot of complaining about Tamatonga beating Okada. And I'm just like, oh, boy, you know, it, it, Listen, be- it was be- the because, because it's G1 Climax. There are always yeah. goofy results. What do you, you know, a, a lot of people have selective memories. They really do. You I, know, <laughs> I do agree. But I do think also it's a situation in which, hey. Tama's been legitimately like a loyal soldier to this company, more so than a lot of people can even realize. This is like, even before Bullet Club was a thing, this was a guy that was there in the trenches, in their dojo, just draining his ass off and trying to make something of himself. So you know what? Him getting a rare singles win like that for his, you know, pat on the shoulder, self-pat on the shoulder thing, you know what? Good for him. Give him that. Give him a high-profile match against Okada every so often, or Tanahashi and things like that. You know he's not going to be on the winning end of it all that often, but at the very least, you're still showing like one of the guys who's been there for you, regardless of whatever other offers have come to him. Because I'm pretty sure like him and even his brother have been offered contracts to go elsewhere at this point. Yeah, I mean, at, at remember, so, remember all that talk about a, a, a talent revolt? <laughs> Remember all that talk? Oh, you mean the one behind the paywall there for a little bit of time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuckers. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, anyway, but you know, but back back to the the actual G one point. Um, I I do want to say that I think two people got hosed in this tournament. Uh, Great Ocon being one of them. I I, yeah. I really think they should have made him look. I mean, and he was top of the table. For halfway through the tournament, but of course, part you know, two of those points were, of course, were from Naito's forfeiture, mm-hmm. and so I think he got hosed. I don't think Taiichi got royally hosed in this tournament. I think both of them were guys whose display in this tournament should have shown up more on the point spectrum of it because uh, Okan again throughout this year he's been another big revelation for the company is a guy that is going to do major things within it. Now, I'm not saying he's suddenly going to become like IWGP heavyweight, world heavyweight champion in like a record stretch of time by any means, but he's going to be a prevalent guy that's going to be in the picture, in the major like pick title pictures of this company, whether it is through tags, whether it's singles with the never open weight when that title comes back to the Japanese shores side of the spectrum uh, just he is going to be a guy that's going to be a major player in this company for the well, next I mean, couple of years, and he's shown that he's capable of doing it on I all mean, aspects. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk company. about a match of a particular match of his coming up here, but yeah, I, I just want to say that yeah, I mean, uh, of the returning of the recent returning uh, excursionees, he is the one that has shown the most promise and charisma and like he knows what he's like he knows what he's doing you know i mean that that great Ocon. i mean and he had the rare privilege of being able to bring his his uh yeah his excursion gimmick back with him you know he does he does 100 percent have that benefit for it but it also shows that he made it work enough on excursion to where new japan went you know what Fuck it. Let's just bring just him back roll, exactly as that. Yeah, just roll with it. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I mean, that's just a very fascinating interest, not only because of how he wrestles with the gimmick, but also how he's incorporated a lot of his own actual, like, out of out of ring persona into this great Ocon character as well, too. Like, he's reading on interviews and stuff like that. And you're just like, yeah, this is Toriyuki Oka just turned up to, like, a twelve. Oh yeah, I, I, I remember like early on in the whole Ocon thing when he was, he, you know, when, when he returned and he he was tweeting how he was so upset he couldn't watch anime. It's like holy shit. 
<laughs> he actually said that. <laughs> I respected. I 100% respect the fact that he is a literal, like, in-your-face weed. And oh he's shown God. about it. And, like, and I think he's even done, like, all of the different, like, shows and stuff like that outside of uh, the wrestling spectrum as well, too. And the media is showing that aspect of his personality. And it's just like, well, and this is who he is. This is These are the things that he's doing. Cool. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's one person. But, obviously, Taiichi, who has been... God, remember years ago when we just thought Taiichi wasn't shit by any spectrum of the imagination? I mean, I'm, suddenly... still not sure. I, I'm still not sure I actually like Taiichi, but I have gotten <laughs> so used to him where it's like, you know what? Okay, I can see his good points, you know? I, I, I'm still not actually oh, sure I, I like Taiichi, but I don't I don't hate him like I used to, you know? The fa- yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you're on the spectrum compared to just the the full-fledged fuck-off heat that he used to have with you is... That says enough. Like, it's we like, we, we all, we all universally on this show hated oh. Taiichi Chris. Every single person. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, it was very much a... This is a man who has a really punchable face. And that's about it. And you know what? Let, let's be honest. He still does. <laughs> oh, yeah. That part of him hasn't changed by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that... Him moving from junior heavyweight to heavyweight was the best decision that he could have possibly made because he has, to me, legitimately gone from strength to strength on that over the course of the years. I mean, he, he still does. I mean, I, I have come to appreciate he does have some great comedic timing on things. Like, you know, even back when, you know, during the disastrous Noah run, uh, it was it was for a GHC title match of some kind, and... The challenger was, yeah, I can't, I can't remember who was challenging him, but like when he was coming out, and then you just suddenly see someone scooching in Corican Hall in like a chair, yep. just like, scooching reading a newspaper. <laughs> like, and also, it was, it, it also, it was Naomichi Marufuji. That was Marufuji? He did that too? Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, a, mean, pheno- I, a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal wrestling gift for anyone who hasn't seen it. Just excellent on all matters. I mean, you know, he he has his moments. I mean, even then, he had his moments. But I, I just thought that the, the, the where he ended up on the table in the end, I just thought that was just wrong. I, yeah, I, thought that was I think wrong a couple for, of for the efforts. I, he, he's put in, especially since, you know, Sabre, you know, people, the, the, the one that people were whining should have won the block, which, no, he should not have won the block. He was fine as a close contender to it, who got hosed by Kenta on the final night, which also, good on Kenta, decent tournament for him. No, 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 uh, no, it wasn't even Kenta he got hosed by. He lost to Tongaloa, which I don't think anybody, I think I may have been the only person to pick up on the fact that both Gorillas of Destiny pin both members of Dangerous Techers in their blocks. Hmm, right, I wonder yeah, if that's going to set something up down the road. Yep, I mean, they've been going at it throughout the course of the year. Why at the end of the year for World Tag League coming up not be any different? But I mean, the Tongaloa portion was the one that set up the Ibushi one on the block itself, but... I mean, losing to Kenta, too, was another big uh, moment there as well, because those were points that he did drop on the way to, like, that final night true. on top of it as well. well that, that good, ma- good match between them on that. Um, Shingo Ishii hit as hard as they usually tend to do, which was just su- super fun. Uh, to me, I do think it's probably between Shingo and uh, Ibushi or uh, the Tanahashi Okada match from the first night of Block B is like my tournament favorites. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, the ta- yeah. Now Okada, you know, now has a clear winning record over Tanahashi in G one now. So mm-hmm. has a yep. clear winning record now. Uh, but um, yeah, but you know, the the thing is, is that I I think between. How long G1 went this time around? I mean, which I mean, it went you know 19 days, which is it always goes 19 days. But I think that the the, the length of time, the very long summer struggle tour that preceded G1 climax, a lot of the negativity 
that has been being lobbed at uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling this uh, this year. Some of which, you know, by me, and, and not and not entirely unjustified. I think you know this has been a really down year. But I mean, I kind of lost it a little bit, uh, if I do say so, uh, after. G1 Climax ended where I was, I mean, I, I literally wrote on the blog. It was like, you know what? I, I am just, I, I, I don't know, man. I like, I, I've spent most of the year wondering if we should expand the scope of this. And then just that day, I was just like, you know what? I, I don't know if I want to go on doing this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's one of those things. Burnout is very much real. And I think also, as we've discussed quite a couple of times throughout the course of the year, not only burnout being a real thing, but still the effects of what's still very much a current worldwide pandemic. You know, there there's a lot that goes into this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's easy to just sort of look at it and go, you know what? Fuck it. Like, why bother with this? Yeah, I mean... I, I, I wouldn't fault you. I mean, again, the stretch of the imagination. I mean, again, this is, is the first. Point. This is the first time you and I have talked on a podcast. This is the first time you and I have spoken to each other verbally in four months well not really no we did do a certain episode with a certain paul sebastian a little while oh, that's true. Back you know what you're this. right i forgot about that but you're, you but are for, right but new, new japan wise yes it was for new yeah. japan wise related yes four months in total yeah, which you're, you're right i forgot about the, yeah you you did join us for the uh the boom goes the dynamite no, episode no worries yeah it's what it's one of those two like it was a fun anniversary show and i'm glad we got the Boy, can you believe what can you believe that that show is now in its third year now? Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, so, something, you and, something you and I created on the fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much like this, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, we created this on the one, two, and that's about to hit six years. So, yeah. So, yeah, by the way, next episode, and there will be a next episode. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. At the very least. It's anniversary. Will, yeah, it will be our anniversary. <laughs> so, uh,. <laughs> How much further we're going to take it? We always make a point to celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how much further we're going to take it after that? Uh, I don't know because uh, let's face it, you and I are both extremely busy people these days. And it happens. And, That's and, life. And yeah. you know, you know, you, you you've been hanging around that Dave Ryan character a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> Please. And uh, but also, you know, you have your own concerns. I, of course, you know, do you know, boom goes the dynamite with with Paul every here every week on the PWOM podcast network. Uh, but also uh, busting balls, you know, also here on the PWOM podcast network. And not, and not to mention the fact that you're a paid writer now for pro wrestling related things. I am, I, I am doing published throughout the year. Paid so. wrestling writing now. And, you know, I'm still, you know, trying to do comic book work, too, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We keep ourselves fairly busy. I've got my 8 to 5 that I pretty much do Mondays through Fridays at this point, and then other podcast commitments, as well as just trying to figure out whatever else is going on in life, man. That's It's kind of the beauty of podcasts like this. We can kind of reminisce for a little bit and you know take in the work that's been put into it so far, but also understand that with how life and things work, Sometimes the scheduling isn't going to be there, unfortunately. So we just yeah. try our best and we reevaluate as we reevaluate this pretty much every year around this time as it is because the anniversary is as good of a time as any to do that stuff it, on. It, it's true, but I mean, th- this year particularly has been a little tough. And I mean, let's face it, there's been a lot of BS involved too. I mean, there. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's. All the criticism is is BS because clearly it is not. This clearly is a down year creatively and, and business wise. You know, even you know outside of the pandemic, but also you know, you know, I, as I said when I kind of lost my mind a little bit, I did say there are plenty of reasons to criticize current New Japan Pro Wrestling booking without making shit up. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was some shit being made up. You know. <laughs> At, what, at, at certain junctures. Oh, yeah, definitely so. And, you know, it is what it is. I do think that it is a situation, too, where there are going to be certain guys within the company that do go there and travel for tours that might be reconsidering what their futures look like in 2022 and 
that's the case, you know, more power to them. Do what's right for you, for your loved ones around you. And, yeah, I mean, there's talk and, about and Juice the Robinson and Jay White right now. Again, I know that those rumblings are starting to come up again, too. And, but, you know, again, but, you know, again, you know, contrast that with, you know, again, Minoru Suzuki doing this tour where he, where, where, where he not only wrestled, he, he wrestled Brian Danielson and Nick Gage in the same excursion, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Nuts. And I mean, just think about it this way, too. Uh, And I know we don't get into a lot of New York talk here, but considering how this has been really the past few years have been a year of budget cut, budget cuts in quotations, left, right and center. You almost have to be thinking to yourself, if you're Minoru Suzuki's agent in the United States and you're looking at February through March of next year, maybe you're giving your old pal here a call and going, hey, got you like six or seven bookings here in the U.S. If you want to pop in again, do some more fishing, beer drinking, and do some more wrestling things. Oh, my goodness. Because, I mean, there's going to be a hotel. America sucks like, now that Suzuki is left, you know? <laughs> well, America lost its king, Jeff. What did you expect? I know. The, the king is, has gone back to Japan. I mean, we, we're, we're lost without our... our, our our monarch, our reigning monarch in Grant, this country. Grant, granted, don't get me wrong, Andy Sakura, alongside Lulu Penso and Mal Maceruga, are doing an excellent job of keeping the empire set of, uh, set of things uh, going. The Killer Queens are great, but the king of pro wrestling is the king of pro wrestling for a reason. So Indeed. Oh, man. I'm just going to start weeping again. So, uh, Let's move on to Power Struggle, then, shall power we? Power Struggle. Hey! <laughs> Chris, new Young Lions. Holy shit. Indeed. And I've been digging them as well. It's been a couple of fun little draws that they've had. Including Yuto Nakashima is back. Yes. Let's go. Let's do I mean, we haven't seen his yet, but we haven't seen anything from him yet because all of his um, matches so far have been on, uh, you know, non-stream shows. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ryohei Oiwa and Kosei Fujita have been, you know, working. So, hey, we have a new Young Lion class. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, considering what happened with, y- with Yuto as well during, uh, you know, the Castle Attack tour and stuff like that, and the way it went, I'm glad that he's back and at least that he's being able to, you know, put in some matches, even if they haven't been put into the stream as of yet for NJPW World or what have you. At the very least, it's a good sign that he's there and he's active again, Indeed. along with the uh, new oh, guys. So, oh, 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 oh. Uh, one thing to G1 Climax we forgot to mention. <laughs> uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Well, I figured that's been a topic that's been very much talked about by many Us. people <laughs> with various, various different opinions, whether it's through... The Twitters of the world, different podcasts and things like that. Here's what I'll just say on the matter, like really quickly, and just leave it at that. At the end of the day, like he is going to be responsible for his decisions. If he feels that he is secure enough to come back after a couple of years, you know, avoid headbutts. That's all I can say on the matter. Yeah, please now, God. Yeah. Av- yeah, just avoid avoid headbutts and whatnot. Sticking to a grappling style. Uh, uh, I think we'll do him wonders on that, and he's very good at that, as it is to where I don't think he has to go out of that ballpark all that much by any stretch of the imagination. And if he does decide that he wants to go back, even if it's just to do a couple of matches every once in a blue moon, you know what? Uh, pursue it accordingly. Be careful with yourself. Be careful with those that you work with. And, you know, all the best. Because at this point, like, I can't control your life and the choices that you made. I just hope that we never have another incident anywhere near as close as the one that you really took him out to begin with. Yeah. On, and, 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 like, a life basis, which yeah, is and, terrifying. And, and I just remember I actually did discuss this with Paul on, on Boom Goes a Dynamite. So maybe yeah, I'll you just, did. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let this one go uh, for now. But... Um, yeah, I just, you know, had to bring that up. But, you know, th- ironically, this kind of brings into our topic for Power Struggle, too. Uh, I'm just going to concentrate on the on the main show. There's no real need to go through the tour shows. Although, uh, there was a title match on, on the last one that got streamed. Um, Flying Tiger dethroned 
Despi and, Kane, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru as the, the junior tag champions. So we've had two, kind of two double junior crown champions this year. Yeah, and I mean, good on Robbie Eagles as well. I always have been a fan of Robbie on my end of the spectrum for quite some time now. I know he's not a lot of people's cup of tea and stuff, but I think good, du- good dude. Uh, glad that he's getting a chance to shine a little bit more uh, the way that he has the past few months since they brought him back onto the tours. And Tiger Mask winning a junior heavyweight title of any capacity for the first time in God knows how long, if ever. Just... I, think, I think the last, I, mean, the la- I, I, I wrote about it uh, at the time. Oh, Jesus, do I have to find this? Um, but he had, um, let me see here. Dundee, dundee, dum. It's just very interesting. It's one of the more interesting decisions they've made in that junior division in quite some time. Yeah. Like, uh, in my okay, opinion. so it's the first time he held these titles since uh, July of 2012, him and Jushin Liger. But it's also only the second time he's been the, a junior tag champion. He's been an, a junior heavyweight champion plenty of times. And I think the last title he had was the NWA junior heavyweight or whatever they call it you know they're they're equivalent right. of it mm-hmm. gotcha you know, back when yeah, bruce Tharp, back when bruce tharp was working with new japan back in the day yeah but, uh-huh. but, um yeah 2015 2015 yes that sounds about right yeah so uh yeah let's talk uh the actual power struggle show um the longest Title reign that had been going, ongoing title reign that had been that had been in New Japan is at an end. At four hundred fifty-four yeah. days, uh, the the House of Torture, which eh, whatever, uh, defeated Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi for the never openweight six-man tag team championship. Notice I'm not calling them the comedy titles anymore. Well, I mean. And that's a credit to Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi because 10 defenses with this title and a lot of good matches in the process of it. They have somehow, of course, it would be very much like Yoshihashi to turn something comedic into not comedic anymore. Go fucking figure. Jeez. <laughs> You know what? I, I'm, you know no, what? I, I say, I say it in a good we, way. I say it in a good way. Yeah, as much as you shit on him, you know, it, you know, it's no. He showed up. He showed up during. No, he really was like a workhorse during this entire ring. Kudos to him on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of. I think happy he was kind him. of the lifeblood of this. Oh yeah, I think to me he was kind of the lifeblood of this trio in making things work the way that they did. Yeah, I mean, they did. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's fine. You know, it, it's good. I mean, he's never going to achieve much of anything else. But you know what? He has a very long title reign to his to his name now. You know. Yeah. And you know what? Good and, for good for Goto too, because yeah, you know he's been Goto like cons- Goto consistency has not been like two words that we've used together in a very long time. I mean, he doesn't so. even get his he he doesn't even get his his Wrestle Kingdom match to show out anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so, you know, it, 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 it's fine, you know, uh, okay, so, the House of Torture, the new champions, okay, I don't think they're gonna go ten defenses. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think so either, but I also do want to say, good for Yujiro and good for Sho on that front, because Yujiro, he's been alright for the most part over the last couple months, and Sho has been gradually finding himself more and more since the uh, Rapongi 3K breakup ended up happening there. So, and they're still on the collision course because Yo is not done with show by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, we'll Uh, we'll talk about that here shortly. Yeah, because it's coming, yeah, it's going to come up as a huge topic of it for sure. But moving on onto the power struggle side of defense, you had a couple of sprinkled matches there between Young Lions getting involved, LIJ versus the Hontai uh, happening during this as well. So, you know, fun little stuff. But then there's this match. And Jeff, the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 provisional title, uh, I don't think he has ever been fought over in this manner in any way, shape, or form. And boy, the two men who were in this fully committed to this entire this uh, match, stipulation, uh, and I was a fan of it. 
the, the an amateur rules match between Toriyano and and Great Okan because both Yano and Tomoyuki Oka both champion amateur wrestlers. This match fucking ruled. <laughs> uh, I've dug the absolute hell out of it. Just so much fun. And just the commitment to it on top of it as well. It was. There was absolute commitment. There was no bullshit involved. There was absolute yeah. commitment to the bit. And it, it, my God, when you commit to something nine times out of ten, it fucking works. Mm-hmm. And I just loved Okan also shouting out his own like schooling, which like he did university and and wrestled for him as well in the process. Just yeah. all the little nuances that went into oh, it. Oh yeah, were... like like Okan was actually wearing his Team Bushiroad singlet while Yana was wearing a Nippon University singlet. Yeah, right. I had him oppose, but it's one of those in which I know horny Twitter like absolutely hated the idea that they're precious kiss my feet match wasn't happening but this was phenomenal i don't care just so much fun you know what when that was the you know i'm telling you when they announced the amateur rules i even wrote it in the blog i was like you know what that match would rule and you know what that match ruled. it did oh my god it did uh once again uh, and you know Yano does pull out the win in the last moments there after two three-minute rounds one's by a score of six to five and he remains your provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 champion. Uh, but, you know, at the very least, Okan got his heat back. Yep, he did. He, he did. So, uh, speaking of getting things back, El Desperado, once again, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, beating Robbie Eagles. Uh, Eagles fails his second defense. And uh, that surprised me that close to Best of Super Juniors that they did a title change. Yeah, it did shock me a little bit. I figured that given the fact that they went in with Robbie on this and having him win it, that maybe until at least best of the Super Juniors that they would keep it. But it does. I do feel that it opens the gateway for something that we've seen before over the last couple of years here. And I think with good reason, but we'll touch on that once we get to the best of super juniors portion, because it's going to be more relevant once we get to that part. So, right. Well, I I, match uh, Despy wins a singles championship again. So good on Despy. Yep. Um, the IWGP us heavyweight championship, Kenta defeated the champion Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kenta. That's been a long long time coming. (laughs) Kenta, Kenta does what many people thought should have been done one year ago at this point. And yeah, it's it's finally happened, baby. Kenta's the United States champion, and this is going to rule. Like the whole lead up to this was already great between Kenta's usual antics, stealing the US title at points there too, just that this just completes it. This is going to be a very fun singles reign. And notable thing as well. Kenta as the 11th champion, Tanahashi fails uh, his second offense, go to sleep, did it in about 22 minutes in a decent bout between the two. But the most important part, backstage, uh, while Kenta did his usual comments in both English and Japanese, one, one very specific bit, CM Punk, I'm ready to put you to sleep. You know, Please, that, 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 that is it, coming. If Japan is willing to restrict their travel, you know, to take off some of those restrictions from the travel there near the end of the year into January, Tony Khan, you had better be putting Philip Brooks on an airplane to Tokyo on January 4th. Like, you should be reserving that plane right about now and getting ready for that because it's been coming. It's been coming for years. It's been a long, long time that this has been overdue and. I'm ready for it. Let's do this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that would be something. It really would. Uh, the IWGP World Heavyweight Challenge rights at Wrestle Kingdom 16. Surprise, surprise, Kazuchika Okada defeats Tama Tonga. Do we, we, we never thought Tonga had a chance, did we? No, I don't think we did. <laughs> so let's move on. I mean, decent match. I don't, it just, there was no drama involved because I don't think we ever thought he was going to do it, you know? Yeah, and 
and as mentioned, Okada gets a defense of the rights this way, and Tamataga gets a high-profile match on the tour. I think it's a win-win for everybody involved there. Yeah, that I mean, I, I don't Maybe. disagree. Wait, okay, wait, 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 no. Maybe not for Western Poro Twitter, but then again, Western Poro Twitter is a fucking cesspool, well, and the less Pro, said about it, the better. Yeah, Western Pro Twitter can kiss my ass on a good day <laughs> sometimes, you know? Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's one of those things, too, like, I should say these are more specifically towards the people with opinions on the New Japan side of the spectrum. Uh, I love the Dragon Gate. Poor old Twitter, like keep doing what you're doing. I love you. <laughs> Just be who you <laughs> oh want to be. Oh my god, that that match coming up, that match coming up on December first. Holy shit! Yeah, that match I'm looking yeah, forward eight. to. Uh, we're, we're talking about there's going to be a, uh, a a mass versus mass tag match in Dragon Gate. Uh, what it's uh, huh? Shun Skywalker and 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 Dragon Daya versus. Daya. Diamante, Diamante and, and Daya and Inferno. And they've been hinting at this point that Daya knows the identity of who is behind the Daya Inferno mask. And we're finally going to get that payoff, I think. And it's going to be wonderful. I can't wait. Who, who, who do you think it is, just out of curiosity? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I have to think it's probably one of the trainees there that's been wearing the mask for a while. And that Daya knows well, but just... We don't know who it is, so I'm looking forward to it and seeing how it, play, it pans out. But this this confrontation between Daya and Inferno, to kind of put it in simpler terms for non-Dragon Gate watchers, it's been almost about, what, two years in the making at this point? At least like, one year, yeah. Yeah, at minimum one year, but possibly two. But it, it's been long enough to where, yeah, a payoff like this is going to be great. So, yeah. Uh and finally, uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Shingo Takagi, our presumptive wrestler of the year, beating Zack Sabre Jr. to retain the belt. So the match is now official for Wrestle Kingdom. It's Shingo versus Okada, which is, you know, really the only way they really could have gone, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a fun January 4th matchup as well, too. I do think that Shingo and Okada work well with each other from the matches that we've seen out of him. And Okada always finds a way of turning it up at the Dome each and every year. So between that and the very game, Shingo, who's been trying to prove time and time again that he is not, that, you know, the flukes of the first and second reigns of this title are not a representation of, like, who he is as champion. It's just... It's going to be fun to watch, and it'll be a great match. I mean, so I they, can't wait to I see mean, it. I mean, it's good because, A, Shingo deserves it. B. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, th- th- this title did need a strong reign. Now, of yes. course, we can debate how strong it actually is, given the quality of opponents he's faced. But, you know, so far, um, okay, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi, and coming up, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. You know, um, yeah, he's had he's had okay, decent e- defenses. Okay, oh. evil. Uh, okay, I mean, uh, that yeah. ma- it was a match that needed to happen. So you know what, it did, and I think at the very least it got through to the fact that Shingo wasn't going to be just like a one-time wonder, and the belt wasn't going to be like cursed any further kind of thing. Uh, no matter how much, again, wrestling Twitter tried to make it seem like it was going to be a literal meltdown if evil won the title again for some reason kind of thing which uh, again it's it is really funny that like 0.2 percent of an entire audience suddenly thinks that they can call their shots on this sort of stuff and it always just amused me to no end well i i think a lot of this can come you know i think a lot of the issues in in 2021 can come down to the fact that uh cody ibushi just has the worst luck Oh yeah, you know the shittiest luck on the planet. Jesus. Yeah, he, he, and of yeah, course, this, as this we year, mentioned, the G one did not the G one did not help matters by any stretch of the imagination. No. That, but even before that, he has been having rotten luck, and then of course, it it was a combination of rotten luck and then just kind of, I'd say, bad luck plus sheer stupidity with the other guy that they put the belt on. I'm, we don't say his name here. He's 
fucked off in America somewhere. Hopefully he stays there. Yeah. Here. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, Strong has been pretty good. I mean, let's be Strong honest. has been a good show. Oh, yeah. Strong 100% has been solid. And I do think that a lot of those guys are chomping at the bit to finally get to show their stuff in Japan. And there's a lot of names that I do think need to have a bigger presence in some of those tours there going forward. Um, obviously, we can't go without talking about stuff like the Team Filthy guys, for example. Tom, Filthy Tom Lawler, strong openweight champion. Um, West Coast Wrecking Crew has a huge part of that as well, too. Danny, Danny Limelight, J.R. Kratos. Um, Violence Unlimited, Chris Dickinson and Brody King, 100% should be guys that, if the borders were a little more open this year, should be in World Tag League. There's well, no questions about uh, well, that, I mean, but... well, mind you, I mean, we still don't even, I mean, well, okay, wait, they're already booked for, you know, the, the, the San Jose yeah, show. Already booked, which yeah, I want exactly, to because... rant about that for a minute, because I have not had a chance to rant about that for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, Unless... which is, you know, a lot of people were complaining about what the fuck is New Japan thinking running, you know, a show up against AEW Full Gear. Um, AEW Full Gear was moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Japan That's booked that thing. show before before Full Gear got moved. Exactly. And yeah. I, and and I I'm going to be honest. The timing, I'm, too, is, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. I will be watching Full Gear. Yeah. I, I will be honest but I'm on, also, on that. But I'm also trying to think, because with the timing of it as well, too, being, um, I think... The because they're obviously gonna be in California for this for San Jose and whatnot. I don't think they're even starting Battle of the Valley until like eight o'clock or nine their time, which means like full gear for the most part either is gonna be like halfway through or finished. So if you're a person uh, it's, that um, is, it shows it, it shows, it, it shows at 10, ten a.m. It shows at ten p.m. Eastern time, I think. Yeah, that's. I just think it is a circumstance where I do think there's going to be some overlap to where if people want to jump in on the New Japan side of things to watch the like Okada Matthews match in the uh, main event of the night as well, too, between Ishii and Jay White, they're going to be able to do so going from full gear into that. So, and yeah, as you mentioned, just it was one of those things. New Japan did have that date book for a while. It's just full gear ended up moving, which sometimes that happens, man. Like... And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with choosing one over the other and catching the other the next day, depending on what you're looking for on that. It, it's it's pro wrestling. Like, I think the idea of just being a loyal subject to one company is really fucking stupid in professional wrestling. So, you yeah, know. I mean, yeah, we, we, we've definitely uh, gone beyond that <laughs> for sure at this point. Um but yeah, um, so the next tour starts on Saturday. Uh, it is the split World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors 28. Um, as we record this, they have not announced the World Tag League portion of this. However, they have... Outside of one team. Except, except for one team, Tetsuya Naido and Sonata, who is mm-hmm. coming back way earlier than anybody thought. I'm, it works, I'm almost but, scared in a way. Yeah, yeah hope seriously. It works, I'm like, brother. I'm like, Naito, we've been making this joke for years that your knees are literally held by duct tape and like spitballs. So try not to prove. You've already kind of proved that with this syndrome. Just don't prove it again, man. Like, it's not. Personally, I'm just like, rest accordingly. But I guess if you're not going to rest, World Tag League is as light of a schedule as you could ask for before Wrestle Kingdom. So cool. But also, um, yeah, also, I, I think we have been pretty forthcoming and forthright on the fact that we honestly don't care about the World Tag League. So in a way, this kind yeah, of works out for us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not our cup of tea. And also, just to give you uh, some timing-wise, just from the thing we were talking about, Full Gear is going to be starting at 7 p.m. Central, so in this case, 8 p.m., Eastern, while, as mentioned, Battle Battle in the Valley starts. Actually, it's going to be starting at like 10 Central, 11 Eastern, from the looks of it, because they're starting at 8 Pacific 
for oh, that wow. one. So okay, I do so think I misread that. I do then. think Yeah, so I do think you actually you're gonna be able to Yeah, because they're from the New Japan nineteen seventy two website, their doors open at seven, the show starts at eight in Pacific time. So in this case I do think it might be if Full Gear keeps itself to within the three hour radius Whoa. Into the New Japan uh Battle in the Valley if you're gonna be into it. So yeah. good night for wrestling, everybody. November thirteenth, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you can't be mad about that, can you? Nope. But um all right, so let's talk best of the super juniors twenty eight, because we do know who will be in that, and those lineups have been announced. I haven't posted them on the blog yet, but you can find them. Um Yeah. So we have uh, no debutants this year. No, I think it's the same lineup as last year, actually, just with a couple of slight changes and a certain bit of allegiances there between like one or two people. But beyond that, uh, yeah, it's uh, Ryusuke Taguchi, uh, Master Wado, Yo, uh, the current uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion, Robbie Eagles, Hiromu Takahashi, Bushi. El, uh, current IWGP heavyweight, uh, junior heavyweight champion, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Doki, Taiji Ishimori, um, El Fantasmo, and Sho. Um, I, I'm still amazed, and of course, I know that there was some reasoning, some reasons for this, but we've had two junior double crown champions in 2021, and neither of them have been Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. I mean, and we know that there's reasons for that, but... Mm-hmm. And, and something tells me Hiromu's time is eventually coming, and this is the first step towards that. Which, which means Bushi's time has finally come, has finally come too. <laughs> Los dos peligrosos will finally get crowned as they should be. Need to need that to happen in my life at it, some point. It has before to It's all good. Just need that. But... I do think it's a smart play as well because, let's face it, Hiromu Takahashi has proven himself as a semi-main at this point at a double dome at a double dome shot, and that's without even counting what they need to do on the eighth for the third night of Wrestle Kingdom. Well, we're, we're going to talk about so, well, we're going to talk about that next episode because <laughs> yeah, um, I think I mean I. Before Saturday, I would have said that it was going to come down to, between Desperado and Hiromu. Now that Desperado, now that Despi has the title back, I'm, you know, there's no way yeah. Hiromu doesn't win this. Even though, I, yeah, I, again, I, it, it'll be a, it, it'll be three, it'll be two in a row for him, but. Listen, it's, yeah, it's Hiromu, man. At this point, I'm. Uh, it's very much a situation in which I hope that by giving him these spots and the semi-mains and whatnot, that A, he's obviously proving that the juniors can do it at a high level and be draws on their own right as well, but that it's also like more prep for Hiromu when he finally goes, yeah, time for me to move up weight classes and, you know, do world championship. But, I mean, also, I mean, I'm of the opinion that the three people who need to get pushed in this tournament as well as Hiromu show, obviously he's going to get a push. They've already telegraphed yeah. that. Uh, yo, because he needs to show he can do singles work yep. at this point. Cause it's been too long for him. And also mm-hmm. this would be a really good time for new Japan to finally figure out if they're actually going to do anything with Hirai Kawato. Yeah. Because he is just stalled. It's a it's a holding pattern for him, and that's not necessarily a good thing in a division with a lot of guys that are an echelon above pretty much everybody else. So hopefully he has some good matches to show out, and ideally gets ideally is somebody that is in that conversation for possibly winning the tournament there until like the last couple of matches or what have you. But I do think I do agree with you in the fact that I do think it's time to do something a little more with him and try to figure out what you have 
if this Master Watto thing is going to work or if they need to shift gears at this point with the end of the year, beginning of a new one, and go, okay, we need to go a different direction with this. Yeah, I mean, th there's no way around it, you know? I mean, they, they, they need to figure out something that they're going to... They need, basically need to figure out whether or not they're going to do something with this, you know? Because <laughs> otherwise they need to maybe change directions. Yeah, so we'll see where it goes from here, but at the very least, uh, we know we're getting a best of the Super Juniors, so that's pretty fun. Um, again, it's kind of a shame that world circumstances aren't allowing for a few debutantes and what have you, but we'll do what we have with this year, and then next year accordingly, if things are a little bit better on the worldwide scale, maybe we get some more fun sort of appearances, debutantes, matches, etc. Because there's definitely a desire there, I feel, to make some of these things work is just the timing and the circumstances of the world that are not really allowing that for that to go down. So Yeah, no no no. I, I agree with that. And I just hope that um yeah, I, I just hope that I mean at this point all I can hope for is that twenty twenty two is just uh better for New Japan in general. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that starts Saturday. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say that I haven't already said 20,000 times before. Uh, if you want to, you know, again, find, read my blog, strongstylestore.humbler.com, if you want to, you know, get more up-to-date, you know, news and opinions. Hopefully tomorrow-ish, maybe they'll finally announce the World Tag League lineups, but honestly... We're just going to be straight up honest. Uh, we have been pretty honest in the history of the show that we just don't care about that tournament, you know? So, so why, why lie about it yeah. at this point, you know? I'm sure there'll be some good matches here and there for it, as they tend to be. But for the most part, this is the tour where everybody just sort of falls asleep at the wheel and just tries to take it as easy as humanly possible, I think, up until Wrestle Kingdom season. All right. Well, I think we're we're going to call that a show then. I mean, we've just compressed, you know, the last 2 months of New Japan into eh, slightly over an hour, you know. It's, not everybody can do it, but somehow we can we 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 gave it a good try. So, uh So yeah, uh we'll talk again back, you know, in December after World Tag League, after Best of the Super Juniors, we'll preview Wrestle Kingdom. We'll do our anniversary show. After that, um, kind of a series of like five question marks after that, I think. I think five's enough. Chris? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And of course, you can hear you know, Chris and I elsewhere uh, on this feed and other feeds uh, on a semi-regular basis. Um, on that note, Chris, go ahead and plug yourself. All right, so... Uh, Twitter mainly is where you can find me at Brazilian Fury, Brazilian but an S instead of a Z. You can also find the other Twitter account for the other podcasts that I have that I need to eventually make a new episode for. That soundtracks on the sticks, which is sounds on sticks on Twitter. That particular podcast is under the Night of the Living Geeks podcasting umbrella, which you can just search by Night of the Living Geeks on any places that do podcast stuff and you're going to be able to find it and find our episodes there for it uh, along with uh, that obviously we are here on the PWOM podcasting network and Dave, Jack and I are at some point over this next week getting together to do Cast in the Furious episode for going over Fast uh, basically yeah Fast 6 so you know that's going to be fun all right, and you can uh, find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter at GD Wessel Two S is One L. Uh, you can hear me here every week on Boom Goes the Dynamite with Paul Sebastian reviewing uh, AEW that week's AEW Dynamite, and we're gonna have a busy week this week because of uh, Full Gear. Um, I'm also on Busting Balls here on this. Uh, on this very feed, uh, reviewing and making fun of the beautiful game. And uh, you can, again, read my stuff at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. You can also occasionally find me at fanfight.com, uh, writing about 
topics relating to Japanese wrestling other than New Japan. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, it's been a pretty good gig for me, I have to say. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, check it out there. Uh, I, I usually plug it on the blog when those articles go live. So, uh, Chris, any last words? Uh, we'll see you for the anniversary. Uh, we're almost to six years. Thanks yeah. for that. Wow, six years. My goodness. All right. Enjoy Best of Super Juniors. Try to enjoy World Tag League. Uh, we will talk in the month of December with our sixth anniversary show. So until then, take care and goodbye. Goodbye.